Hello, my name is Jason Reichel, and you're listening to Risk Management Brick by Brick. I'm fascinated with people who are helping build and maintain the physical world around us. On each episode of this podcast, we'll dive in with a risk manager, speak to them about how technology plays a role in this process. Today on Brick by Brick, we are joined by Matt Aston. Matt is the president of GPRS, the nation's largest company specializing in the detection of underground utilities. He has over 20 years of experience with risk management and promoting safe work environments. We talk about the changing use of technology in the industry and a proactive mindset versus a reactive mindset. You're listening to Brick by Brick, the podcast about the built world and the people who make it possible. Let's get going. Hello, Matt. Thanks for joining me on Brick by Brick. I'm really excited to have you. Thanks, Jason. Uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. So, Matt, you're the president of GPRS, correct? I am. And how did you end up in that position? Give me a little bit about your background and a little about the organization. Yeah, so we started in Toledo, Ohio, and I was working as a financial uh, analyst for a uh, large automotive company based here in the Toledo area. Realized that the, the corporate world was was not for me. Um, my, my father owned his own business. Yeah, from the time I was I was three years old, it was a concrete cutting and drilling company. And so I talked to him about going into business with him, and he actually suggested that I pursue something on my own. And he gave me a magazine. In that magazine, there was an advertisement for this ground penetrating radar. And one of the applications that it identified was helping the construction world identify the placement of electrical that was in the path of saw cutting. And I knew that was a huge issue on his jobs. It seemed like if they were going to saw cut in a floor, it was just a matter of time before they were going to get into electrical. So that was really what drove me into this business was try to help solve that one problem and from there, we've, we've used it on, at least we still do a lot of that work, but there are other applications now that, you know, our company provides value in, in ways that I did not anticipate at that time. Yeah, as most as you do as an entrepreneur, finding uh, the applications that you didn't even know existed. Let's talk about that. So what does the organization do as related to risk management? We talked a little about the construction use case. What are the actual use cases that you're seeing in the field today? that risk managers should be knowing about so that they can get their arms wrapped around it and, you know, tell their project managers on construction sites or wherever else that is applicable. So there's really four services to our business. 80% are our ground penetrating radar. And with that, I would divide it into two categories, underground applications and concrete applications. So on the risk side, you know, the, really the, the value proposition that we would offer with the ground penetrating radar services is damage prevention in safety enhancement, where anytime that there's an excavation on a, on a construction site, there's a risk of underground utilities. That is the biggest application for our services today. It's helping to identify the exact location of private utilities before an excavation. Everybody knows about 811, and 811 will only go so far. There are limitations to what 811 is able to do. There are no limitations to what we're able to do you know, with, with our services, we can go anywhere the client wants. So underground is the first application within ground penetrating radar, and then still concrete. Initially, our goal was to focus on helping uh, construction companies find electrical that was in the path of saw cutting. Now it's also, we can lay out the, the, the precise location of reinforcing steel within a concrete slab. So if penetrations have to be made into a building, and there's concerns about hitting reinforcing steel, a rebar, or post-tension cable. 
we can precisely lay out the exact placement of that steel within a slab. So if you had steel that was eight inches out of the center, our project managers could lay that out and you could probably drill a six inch diameter core between uh, an eight inch rebar grid without ever touching any, any steel. Yeah. Amazing. So it's like x-ray for these really complex, you only want to cut once kind of solutions. You got it. And, and the one thing I would say about x-ray is there are x-ray applications. Um, we don't do x-ray. One of the reasons is there's a radiation hazard that's associated with it. So you have to clear like a 50-foot sphere around that source. With our equipment, there is no safety hazard. Let's talk about reasons to do this. You know, one thing that comes up is who is responsible from a litigation standpoint if you do strike something in the ground like that? Is it the digger always or is it if the things are not laid out properly? I mean, obviously, it's going to turn a fork in anyone's plans if that ends up happening. But what's the litigation of this? Like, why should organizations take this on as part of their de-risking solution? Yeah, I don't want to be you know presumptive enough to. Yeah, I think that that's a that's something that probably gets worked out between the contractor and the owner, whoever's property is. But what I would say is, when a contractor's, I actually had the chairman of one of our better customers told me this. He said, "You know, Matt, as dependent as GPRS is on us for repeat business, we are just as dependent on the facilities that we work in whenever they have a project or a renovation on on their site that." We don't want them to go out to bid every single client. We'd like them to just be a partner and be dependent on us. And if we know that there is that there is an opportunity to minimize risk, to minimize damage, anytime we put a bucket into the ground or anytime we, we put a saw blade in the concrete, if we know that there's a solution to, to minimize our risk and we don't employ it, we have the potential to jeopardize that relationship with that company that we are dependent on that repeat business from. And he views that as, as the greatest piece of the value proposition that GPRS offers to, to his company and the, I would say, the enhanced safety performance from minimizing that risk and the, the dangers that could be associated with striking an underground utility or maybe even a high voltage electrical conduit that's embedded within a concrete slab. How did this happen with facilities where they don't already have all of this laid out for new work? And is it is it something that people are doing now as part of their groundwork and construction? Is it something people should be doing from the very beginning at sites? Like where does this process, obviously there's a reactive part of this process, but is there a proactive part of this process for businesses as well? That is the more progressive companies and our customer base we have seen them shift over the 22 years that we've been in business where, yes, it used to be very reactive. Hey, Matt, you know, we're digging out here and, yeah, we do is we just hit power before we dig the rest of this. Can you come out and check for utilities? Now, over the last you know, 10 or 15 years, that has that mindset has shifted where instead of you know, calling us after they've hit something, it's, hey, we're going to be digging next week. Here's the site. Can you go out and lay out the utilities? You know, we'll have somebody meet you out there and show you the path of the excavation. One of the new things that we're working on, because we see this over and over again, Jason, where we work at the same facilities, the same campuses. And one of the things that we see in common is the underground records, whether it be universities or hospitals, power plants, you know, whatever it may be. They don't have very good records of, of what's underground. They have some records, but rarely are they consolidated with all utilities on the same plan 
and those utilities are accurate. So what we're doing now is that we have this new software that we're building called SiteMap. And one of our services is that we will go to a university. It could be you know, a thousand acres. And we will do a full campus scan to identify all the utilities and put them onto with elevations. And we'll put them onto a full campus map with GPS coordinates for everything that we've identified. And then that customer will host the data and the customer can go and log in real time and see everything that we've ever done. Yeah, I mean, that must be very valuable for figuring out budgets, figuring out construction costs, wanting to know if something does break, where they could go to resolve those issues. Because without that, they don't even have that. They might have to dig up. I mean, I obviously, I'm talking to the choir here, but it, it does seem like it's a unexplored, very hazardous part of the job where a lot of this stuff is now kept underground. I saw one of our LinkedIn posts today. The average cost for a utility damage in the United States over the last 12 months, $56,000 for one utility damaged. You know, the average fee for our services is under $2,000 know, for our time on site. That's amazing. One thing I noticed was that you also are doing like video pipe inspection services and things like that. What kind of things are you looking for in those use cases? So interior condition surveys of sewer lines and also cross-board mitigation. You know, with the rise over the last couple of decades in directional drilling, we oftentimes can't see exactly if we are drilling through anything. We will run cameras through sewers to look at the inside of that pipe to get a condition assessment, but also to see if there are other pipes that have been bored through that sewer and you know, compromising the integrity of that structure, it could lead to a collapse at some point. And so it's really that interior inspection of those sewer systems. So if in the beginning it was proactive, we just hit something, how bad is this, come tell us, to being proactive and building these maps, what's the future do you think look like for the underground of construction like sites? Like, you know, we have climate change shifting the ground beneath us. We have all of these things occurring. What, where are your predictions and where are you aligning the business uh, for the future? So I, th I think bringing in some AI into our services, uh, using augmented reality, that's one of the goals of, of our sitemap software in the future is to bring in augmented reality. So if you're a facility manager at a, at a campus or a hospital and you don't know, you'll be able to open up the GPRS app hover your tablet or your phone over the ground and see our marks in, in real time as you walk your site. Say, oh, GPRS was here on December 13th, 2023, when Matt Aston was the project manager on site, and this line was marked. It's a gas line. It's three and a half feet from the surface, and you'll be able to follow the path of that just holding your phone in your hand. That's amazing. So being able to track that and actually have a physicality to the underground that we haven't had with these technologies. Reading accurate records of the entire underground infrastructure blended with all utilities on site. I think that's the direction that we're heading, you know, with, with our services. Yeah. And we're trying to, the, the analogy that we've used internally is, you know, if you go back 10 years, when, when Amazon be, started becoming more and more prevalent, Nobody was expecting you to order something and then have it show up on your doorstep hours later. But we didn't know what we wanted as consumers of that service 10 years ago. I think today, 
you know, we're trying to anticipate where this market is going, what our consumer, what the consumers of our services are going to want in 10 years. And we're trying to be ready for when that demand comes our way. You know, one of the things that, you know, the construction industry and, and insurance and all these industries have a bad rap of is not adopting technology quickly. And then everyone's kind of has a story that in the last five to seven years, they've seen a rapid adoption of technologies, proactive approaches. What have you seen has been driving that from like a insights perspective? Like why are these companies now taking more proactive approaches and ultimately wanting like, I would even call that technology future proactiveness where it's like, hey, we actually have a relationship to these maps. We can see them, we can interact with them in ways that we haven't been able to before. Yeah, I'd say two things there. Relative to the adoption, we actually commissioned McKinsey in 2020 uh, to perform a market study, and they estimated that only 30% of our potential customer base was employing our services in mid-2020. That number has certainly risen since 2020 as GPRS has doubled in size since then. But we're still on the low end of the adoption curve. I think what's leading to this increase in adoption now is this proven performance where they do, where the, the industry is seeing and understanding it's beneficial to be, just as you said, a little more proactive in their planning and making this part of their protocol when, they, when they're on site. Hey, before we dig, we're going to call GPRS and get them out here days or weeks in advance instead of Hey, yeah, you know, we're digging in three hours. Can you can you get somebody here? And we're going we're going to go right behind them. It just gives a little bit more time to plan and have the owners and the engineers and the contractors all on the same page about what the plan is. Yeah, I guess from a risk manager standpoint, it also brings clarity to potential risks that a lot of organizations of only thirty percent are really clued in here that they're not even aware of that project managers aren't going to be thinking about until it's after a mitigation. You know, I think this is something that all of our modern risk managers I want you to listen to. If you're running construction sites, you're not doing this kind of work. How are you ensuring and de-risking the situation? And uh, that's something definitely we'll talk about in, you know, our forums and in our community. One of our best finds in our company's history, we were on a, uh, a job in Oklahoma, a very long excavation, a miles long excavation. And uh, it was not on the excavation plan. No one knew this was there. We found a natural gas force main and it was, it was live and they were using a ditcher. So it goes seven feet wide, seven feet deep, about two miles per day. It would have ripped right through that force main. I don't know what would have happened to the crew. I, I, I shudder to think what would happen to the crew and it was only two feet deep. That must also feel good about what you're doing from a, yeah, we're helping businesses, but also, you know, you are saving lives out there when this stuff is so dangerous, right? And reputations. I mean, I think that's another big thing the risk managers need to look at. If you had hit that and, and your crew had been harmed and that job would have been screwed, that would be really bad for your overall reputation as an organization. So I think it's critical. You know, one of the hard things about having a podcast that talks about modern risk managers is you sometimes have to talk about hard problems that are real, like harm done to the team and your reputation as being vital things that need to be considered in order to mitigate your risk. Last question I have for you is in construction and this line, because of the history of slow adoption, because of the talent force, you know, retiring during COVID and in construction suffering that, one of the things that people are concerned about who I talk to on this podcast are the future of the industry, both in the technology side and in the pure construction talent side. 
What's a piece of advice that you would give to someone who's entering into the workforce that would make them excited about coming into this industry? Well, I, I think it's, it's, it's fun to be part of something. We're 20 years in, which sounds like a long time, but it's really not. And as you read about you know, what drives people, people really want to be part of something. They want to be part of uh, building something. Our first year in, in business, I was the only person in the company. We've grown to about 780 people you know, company-wide over the last 22 years. And it feels like we're creating something. We're, we're creating an industry as, as, as we build this organization. And I would say we're writing the story. And there's, there's a lot left to write. I would say maybe it's ground penetrating radar. Maybe it's working for GPRS. But if it's not... You know, find something that you, that you can really be part of and you can have some ownership over the direction and whatever it is that you're creating. And I love working on construction projects because you see this thing come out of the ground and the world around you change forever. Yeah, thriving businesses within those things even or th communities or whatever it might be. Matt, I really appreciate you stopping by brick by brick and talking to me about this. I'm very interested in proactive technologies that really allow a more safe and profitable built world, right? Uh, you know, to the point that you make, one of the things I love about my job is seeing people on construction sites doing the work versus it being shut down because there's some litigation issue or project issue where nobody's allowed on the site until they figure out who's to blame for the whole thing, right? I mean, the point of all what all of our technologies are trying to do is get people in the field working and building the world around us. And I really thank you for your mission at well, Jason, I really enjoyed the conversation and thank you for the opportunity. Risk Management Brick by Brick is brought to you by TrustLayer. Find out how TrustLayer manages risk so that the people can build the physical world around us. Head over to TrustLayer.io and then make sure to subscribe to Risk Management Brick by Brick on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of the TrustLayer team, thank you for listening. <laughs>